Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we are talking about setting goals, setting intentions for your weight loss journey into 2024 or going into whatever year you are listening to this. All right, I've got some notes. I've got the exercise that I did. We're going a little bit off the cuff though. And I was thinking about recording this episode. I was getting a little nervous and I was wondering why. And I think it's because sometimes I feel like I need to have everything exactly laid out in the order I'm gonna talk about it. And I didn't feel ordered when I did this exercise and when I was thinking about my goal for 2024 and my intentions. And so I thought, you know what? then this podcast isn't going to be as ordered. I'm just going to take you through what I've been thinking about, what I think would be helpful for you to think about, and then also share with you, just like I did in the last episode, what my goals are, what my intentions are. And again, just give you a little bit of an exercise to go through and figure out what your goals are, what your intentions are. I'll give you also a little bit of an insight into the drama I had doing this and share with you about it and also help you through if you have the same thing. So let's get started. The first thing I was thinking about is how do I want to go about planning for 2024? And if you listen to, which I highly recommend you go back and listen to last week's episode of the Lose Weight and Make Money podcast, all about your annual yearly review for your weight loss journey. I talked about the things that have been working and not working on my journey. And one of the things that isn't working or hasn't been working is last year or in 2023, I used food as a tool for comfort more often than I'd like to, more often than I have in the last few years. And there are many reasons for that. I was talking to one of my clients who is pregnant. I've actually coached a couple people who are pregnant, not to lose weight while they're pregnant, but sometimes we switch topics or We coach on things around being pregnant and body stuff. But anyway, this client, we were talking about how she's got a lot of people's opinions about body weight put onto her, which is a whole other topic (laughs) I'm not even going to get into right now. And so we were talking about, you know, what to do with their opinions. And of course, there is actually I have a podcast about other people's opinions that I can link to if that would be helpful for you. But we were talking about how... She is doing what's necessary. Her body's doing what's necessary for growing a baby. And I even called it a baby human. (laughs) I was like, I don't know why I need to specify human. But her thought was that something to the effect of this extra weight that I'm gaining or right, those are her thoughts about it, doesn't have to do with that. And so that felt it didn't feel good. And I told her my thought is if eating food to help you with nausea or for comfort is if that's what you're doing to handle what you're going through, then that's a part of the baby making process. And that was really helpful for her. And I was telling her that this is, you know, I've told you all on the podcast before, food is a tool for comfort if it's a tool for comfort for you. If it's not, then, well, you probably aren't listening to this podcast. But otherwise, if you were taught by experience or by learned observation that food is something you are able to use to numb out, to distract you, etc., then it's on your tool belt of tools for comfort. And so what we work on is creating new tools for comfort, lessening your 
need to go to food and what it does for you and changing how you think about food so that food just gets to be fuel. Well, I was telling her that that you know, maybe she's using food as a tool for comfort and that's part of her baby growing process. And that actually saying that helped me just settle into, yep, I did use food as a tool for comfort last year more than I meant to. There was some awareness missing that I'm going to work on. And because of that, I gained some weight, which I haven't gained weight in years. It's kind of wild. It was also really cool to see how my brain responded and how differently I react to the scale than I did in 2019 when I started all, all of this. And and it's also interesting to be talking about that on the podcast and to my clients, but I am an open book and I'm very honest. I am authentic. Sometimes it takes me more time to talk about things, but I'm telling you all that because that goes into what I'm doing going to 2024. And my goal is to not only go back to where I was and I didn't gain that much weight. It's just, this is the first year I've gained weight in a while. And, but my goal is to actually get down to a number that I've avoided. And it's been in the back of my mind, this goal. And there are a few reasons that I have not, I'm not going to make this whole podcast about me, by the way, but I just want to share with you where I am. And I know for me personally, when I hear other people talk about their journeys and the ups and downs on their journeys, because all journeys have the ups and downs, it just makes me feel seen and heard and understood and like that person gets it. So I just feel like, okay, well, I will also be that example if you need that example. But this number that I would like to get to, it's only five pounds down from my original goal, but I have a lot or have had a lot of thoughts tied into that number. Also tied to when I was there last time, I didn't like how I got there. I didn't like how it felt when I got there mentally. And I have had to really undo a lot of beliefs around body size. And I was listening to a podcast from the life coach school and they were talking about how we take what society has told us and we use that as the basis for our capacity or what we're able to do or create or be. And I think one thing that as I'm working towards this goal now that I'm uncovering is there is this message that I have been taught or observed that I shouldn't be this size even though I know it's five pounds, it's all—it's the same thing my clients will say to me. I know it's only five, a few pounds. It doesn't matter, right? We have our thoughts about the circumstance and I'm not one to gaslight and I don't think you should gaslight yourself and I'm not gaslighting myself. So five pounds may not seem like a big deal, but for me, what I have made this number mean has really caused me to avoid it I've even gotten super close to it. I told a friend of mine this. She's also a weight loss coach, a very good friend of mine. I told her I got one pound. This was, I want to say 2022. So two years ago, one pound away from that. I had just naturally lost four pounds and I, my brain freaked out and I let it and I just went back to my original goal and I stayed there and I put it on the shelf because it wasn't time to work on that. I had other personal issues I had to work on. But now 
I feel ready. I feel ready to work on that, to show myself what my capacity is to decide what the number on the scale and what my body means to decide that no one gets to have an opinion about that. All things that I've talked about, it's just I'm growing my capacity to hold those beliefs on an even bigger scale for me personally. So my goal is to get to 130. My original was 135. I went from 160-ish to 135 is more like, yeah, I actually think it was more than 25 pounds. And so now the goal is to get to 130 to see if I like it, if I want to go lower, if I want to go back up, but from a clean, simple, ease kind of place, a peaceful, calm place, rather than freaking out because of all the things my brain is telling me. Now, I wasn't sure how I wanted to go about planning out for this goal, which I think was causing some distress about recording this podcast for you. So what I did was, is I wrote 130 in in 2024 in the middle of my paper, and then I put a circle around it. I'm not a mind mapping gal, but I couldn't get into an analytical space. And maybe that's part of the problem. I looked up some goal setting exercises, you know, what's your perfect day look like, a smart goal, etc. I also know I have a great podcast from last year about setting goals that is also very useful, but I just, I was feeling resistant to really thinking about my goal for 2024. And I decided to just keep moving forward. And I figured I would figure out what the resistance is. And I did. So here is an idea for you. Do the same thing. What's the number goal? at the end of 2024 or in 2024, I put in 2024, I could get there by March and then work on maintaining it for the rest of the year. So that's why I put 130 in 2024. And then I started writing sentences, things that I would be thinking or feeling when I get there. And so this felt really good. This is what in my head I was thinking about when I was planning on recording an intention setting exercise podcast. And it felt really good to write these sentences. And then I realized this is what I do with my clients. At the beginning of every program with my clients, we do this in future visioning exercise. I could have just used that. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to use what you are so good at on yourself when you're doing a new thing or in a new area, which is why I help so many coaches in the past and business owners who have really got it together in those areas, but they have a hard time transferring their amazing skills to weight loss. So because I haven't had a weight loss goal in a while, I felt rusty. But what I did was around the circle, I wrote some sentences that I would want to be thinking when I'm at my goal weight, when I'm, when I have the body of my dreams what would I be thinking? What would I be feeling? And so here are some of the sentences. And so if you imagine this is a mind map, I didn't connect the circles. I just wrote them as sentences and put circles around them. So I've just got a piece of paper with 130 in 2024 in the middle and the sentences around them. So I wrote, it's easy to focus and work hard. I feel content and joy often. My abs are showing. <laughs> this one's funny because I, when I got down to 135, I don't know what they're called. I lift weights, but I don't know much about the muscles. I do, but I don't. 
And so my side ones were showing and I love that. I thought that's cute, but you'll never get to see your abs. You're just not built for that. And I've decided that even if that doesn't happen in 2024, I've decided to increase my capacity and what's possible for me. So even just writing that sentence was uncomfortable, but fun. I'm thin and I like it. That's actually a sentence I think now, but I think I'll continue to think that at this goal, which is also fun to say. These are a lot of the sentences I think kind of now, but they don't feel fully realized. It's like I'm putting on a new kind of outfit that I'm not used to wearing and I'm wearing it, but it's like, "Mm, but I should be taking this off soon and go back to what I usually wear. So I'm writing these sentences out and the goal is to fully realize them, to really say them like they're rolling off my tongue. Another one I wrote is food is easy. I feel fulfilled. I like my work and living environment. So as you hear me say these sentences, I want you to notice how they're both food and body related, but also not And I think this was the thing I wanted to get across to you on this podcast episode and why I wanted to record this for you. Because it's the number one thing I tell my clients. It's not about the weight. It's the weight is a byproduct of the foundational work we do. The work we do on your thoughts about your life, about the world, how you handle your emotions, things like that. And then your relationship with food changes as a byproduct of that. Of course, we do coach around food and we do take actions and I have my three tools that I teach in my program. But this identity piece of, for example, that last one, I like my living environment and my work environment. That's one of my goals this year is to not put up with the discontent I feel about my office space, for example. Whereas in the past, I would say it's not a big deal. It's fine. I can work in whatever, you know, with boxes here and boxes there. And and I didn't like my workspace towards really last year, but I knew we were moving. I'm not that person anymore. And I don't think me at 130 is that person. I think she takes the time and the cars out space to really think about what she wants her work environment to be like, and then puts in the effort and the intentionality to create that. And I think that's the difference between her and I. So when you do this exercise, if you're going to follow what I did, take your weight loss goal in 2024, and then what are the sentences that will be fully realized when you get there? And they shouldn't just be about weight and your body right? Another one of mine was food is easy. Food is getting a lot easier, but there are some places where I still feel stuck around what I might plan or the meals I might cook. And I think that's just a little bit more mind management, but I think food will be even easier when I'm at 130. In fact, that's really what I want. I want that to be the way I get to 130 is food is just easy. Another one is it's easy to focus and work hard. And that's something that I teach my clients is when you do this work around food and you're eating foods that fuel you and you are allowing urges and cravings instead of giving into them and you're making your plan and you're following it, then being able to sit down and go to work, knowing that your body's taken care of and knowing that you're not going to distract yourself with food makes it easy to focus and work hard. I have already found that that's the case and I'm looking forward to just bumping that up a notch this year. 
I feel content and joy often. I teach this concept called desire life more than food. And this is my work this year more than anything else is feeling content and joy more often on purpose. That might mean changing circumstances in my life, but I think it means paying attention to my emotion state on purpose throughout the day, the week, the month, the year. So this basic intention setting exercise will set you up for, first of all, knowing what your goal is and then what those identity sentences are that you're going to be working towards. And if you just stopped here and you looked at that every day or every Saturday morning, you opened your notebook up and this was pasted, glued, taped to the front of your notebook so that when you opened it, it's the first thing you see and you just read those sentences and look for evidence that they're coming true. That would be a game changer. Now, here was my drama. I found after I wrote these sentences, I turned the page. I'm doing that now. And I thought, okay, the next thing I need to do is map out how I'm going to get to 1.30, what I'm going to do to get there. And I was seriously in so much resistance and I just did not want to do that. And I asked myself, why? What's going on? It's the same thing that I do with my clients, right? It's like, okay, you have resistance. That's okay. It's not a problem. But we just pause and say, okay, what's going on? We just create space for the brain to have it say, And my answer was, I know what to do. I know the three things. They're the things I teach my clients. I stand by them a thousand percent. So I don't feel like I need to map anything out. So I answered myself and I said, okay, so then what's the difference for the three tools that you teach your clients and that you use to lose weight the first time? What's the difference with how you are with those skills now and how you'll be at 1.30? And that's when the resistance just fell away. So I'm offering this exercise to you. I made it up. I really liked it. But I, again, I'm not, I don't want to make this about me and my (laughs) intentions and my goal and my plan, but I want to use me as an example of getting real with yourself and how to handle it. So if you go to sit down and do your end of year review or your goal setting exercise and you feel resistance, don't make it a problem. Pause. And actually, as I say this, I realize that happened in the end of year review exercise. And now I remember telling you on the podcast that I had to do some mini self-coaching in between. So the same thing happened again. But the best part is this bump in the road didn't stop me. And I don't want it to stop you either. So here's what I did. And I thought about telling you about the, you know, the, the other exercises that I looked up again, like the perfect day and backwards planning and the smart goal and listing it out like that. Listen, those are amazing. You can Google them and look at those and, and do your goal setting this way. But I want to share with you how I took the three simple tools that we talk about on the podcast that I teach my clients that I use and how I use that to plan out how I'll get to 1.30. So the first thing I did is I made this mini chart and I wrote at the top. So we have three columns. The first column is for the three simple steps. So that's episode five of the podcast where I talk about making your food plan ahead of time, writing it down and following your plan. The next column is the hunger and fullness scale. Again, another podcast episode, I'll link to it. And the third column is the urge jar, allowing urges and allowing emotions. And then on the left, so this is a 
table. I had to pause for a second. (laughs) I was like, is it a graph? No, it's a table. So on the left, I wrote my current weight versus 130. So current weight versus goal weight. And for each column, I wrote how I'm doing with that tool now and what will be different at my goal weight. And so I did just a couple of things. Okay. So I will read them out to you. The first one I wrote right now, I plan, and I really am thinking about this year. I planned 50% of the time. I actually think that that's not realistic. I think I planned, I planned really well this year, but when I wrote that, what I meant was maybe I didn't plan as realistically, or I didn't follow my plan as often. So I gave myself a score of 50%. You can't always believe me when I say those things, which is why my coach or any coach shouldn't believe their client, because I will always rate myself low, even though that's probably not the case. So I planned 50% of the time, maybe 70 to 80% of the time, but future me plans 95% of the time. I really like this because I like planning. I like what it does for my brain. I like that it makes me be realistic about the day. I like that the more realistic the plan is, the more I feel taken care of by myself. And so I'm looking forward to the me who plans nearly every day, six and a half out of seven days a week. So that's an example of in that column of the three steps current weight versus goal weight, using those as containers to see what's changed about you, about your beliefs, about your actions, etc. So then I went, is there anything else in this column? And I said, current me glances at my journal, maybe one time a day, my food journal, which is probably true. Like today I did plan my food. No, I didn't. See, we're just getting real honest. I don't think I actually planned. Oh, this morning I went to plan my food. I got up at 5.30 this morning and I thought, I don't know what today looks like. So I'm not planning. Although I know I'll have salmon for dinner and probably a sweet potato. I don't know what I'm doing for lunch. I'll probably have eggs. And I don't know what I'm doing other than that. So that's like an example of current me at this current weight. She does plan, but not realistically. And so I've gotten out of the habit of saying, okay, make a decision. Again, things I teach my clients, things I do 50 to 70% of the time. But the difference is future me same day would have said, okay, I will probably be home by this time. I will definitely have eggs or an omelet and an apple. And then I'll have salmon and sweet potatoes and some steamed veggies. And then for that third meal, I'll have oatmeal and or a smoothie done. The difference is, and I was thinking about this when I was looking at this exercise and why I really liked it is because I said, I'm kind of skipping ahead, but what will it require of me to make these changes? And really what's the energy difference? What's the time difference between how I am now with my three steps, for example, and how I will be in the future. And the difference is I'm just a little bit more uncomfortable and maybe not forever, but in the beginning, for example, today, I was like, well, I don't know exactly what today looks like. So I'll just have it in mind. And then I will, when I come home, fill out my food journal because I had a busy morning out out and about. The difference is I will be a little bit more uncomfortable and I'll say, no, here's my guess. And I'm going to write down my guess and be done with it. So it doesn't require that much more time, but it requires that discomfort. So then my future self at my goal weight, instead of glancing at her journal, maybe one time a day, she looks at her journal before eating every time. So that's an example of 
how I've decided to break down this goal instead of backwards planning, instead of doing the SMART goal, or what's my perfect day look like? I decided to use my three tools because that's going to be my how and then figure out who I need to become to achieve 130. So I need to become someone who is okay with guessing. That's something I worked on, I want to say earlier last year, or maybe it was the year before. I worked on guessing and being okay with guessing. I worked on it while traveling. I got better and better at planning and traveling. And then I forgot (laughs) that that was something I was working on. So planning became way more ingrained. And I talked about that in the last episode. That's why I think my number is much higher, my percentage. But maybe what's not as ingrained is that even when I don't know what the day looks like, I make a guess and I write my guess down and I don't judge myself or get mad if my guess is wrong or I need to change the plan. So go through and do that before and after for each of the skills. You might do it a couple times like, okay, with the hunger scale, I wrote two examples down and I did the same for the urge jar. And then I wrote, who will I become by making these changes, right? Not just getting to 130, but who will I become? What will my life look like when I've made these changes? And then the second question I asked was, what will it require of me to make these permanent changes, right? So who will I become? I'm someone who blank. And then for the journey part, what will it require of me to make these permanent changes? Keyword, permanent changes. This is what will make the difference in your journey is thinking about these being permanent changes. So I'm not just using the planning tool to get down to my goal weight and then throwing it to the side. No, no, no. Who will I have to become to plan my food every day? 95% of the time. Who will I have to become to allow urges 80 to 90% of the time? Who will I have to become to pause and listen for my hunger and fullness scale to see where I'm at, to listen to my body and do what my body's telling me for the rest of my life. I had a fellow coach tell me about this idea. I think it's from Simon Sinek called The Infinite Game, which now I'm like, of course, I need to read that book. And she explained it to me that instead of it being finite, think about this goal that you're on, for example, in your business as an infinite game. So there is no end point. And I'm like, yeah, that's weight loss is an infinite game. I've just never had that as a title for it. So I was thinking about that for you. When you write your goal in the middle of your page and you write your intentions, right? The sentences you want to be thinking, those identity shifts, think about it as an infinite game. So who are you becoming this year on the journey of just continually growing and evolving? Because even when you get to your goal, it's still an infinite game of maintenance, of maintaining your weight. So what are the skills you want to work on this year as a part of the infinite game? Who do you want to become this year? What permanent changes do you want to make? And if you think about it as an infinite game, then you don't have to overhaul everything right away this year. That's how my brain is. It's immediate. Once I think about a goal or have a task at the top of my brain, it's like, all right, that needs to be done immediately. (laughs) But instead, if it's an infinite game, then what are the few skills? What are the few beliefs that you want to have fully realized by the end of this year, by the time you get to your goal or this year's goal? 
I loved that concept. I'm super excited to use it on my journey, both in my business and on my weight loss. I think it's applicable for both. And I think it's a helpful way to think about weight loss so that when you get to your goal, you're not like, okay, I'm done. Let's go back to the way things were now that my body is here. No, that's how you gain weight back. Instead, you're like, okay, what changes do I want to make that are permanent and part of this infinite game? Because even when I get to my goal, I'm going to be maintaining it. Or if you gain a few pounds or gain some weight like I did this year, you know exactly what to make changes to as part of the infinite game. That's how I'm thinking about it. And then the last thing I want to say as a part of what we talked about in the last episode about your yearly review and thinking about in that exercise, I had you think about how your weight loss journey and the changes you're making are positively or negatively affecting your business. I want you to have that in mind with this intention setting exercise, because that'll help you feel good about prioritizing this as a goal, whether it's right next to your business, just under or just above, doesn't matter. It's you, you get to do you. But if you're working on losing weight and making money in 2024, then think about who you'll become and how that'll positively affect your business. Make that one of your identity shifts. What's that sentence? What changes in your business because you became this person, because you hit your goal, because you worked on planning and your hunger scale and allowing urges and write that list out, write those sentences out so you can put that next to your mind map, next to those sentences that you're going to be reading. And that'll help you feel committed and motivated to work on your weight loss journey because you know it'll make an impact in your business. I don't think they always have to be tied together, but... For me, I love thinking about how what I'm doing positively impacts other areas of my life. It's just something that I like. Again, I don't think this is necessary, but it's like, okay, if I work on this, this will make that easier. And that's a bonus. And I like bonuses. Okay. So that is my off the cuff, what Paige came up with for an intention setting exercise, Coach P, (laughs) her made up exercise that I actually fell in love with. And I hope that you got something out of this and it'll help you not only do your own intention setting exercise for your goal next year or this year, depending on when you're listening to this, but also just hearing me talk about the drama I went through and how I cleaned that up. It doesn't have to be the perfect 30 minutes or an hour of your life when you sit down to do this. You're still going to have your brain that's sometimes dramatic. Mine is a lot of the time. (laughs) And that doesn't have to be a problem. That's just a, a bump in the road. And when you have a bump in the road, you slow down or you swerve around it safely and then you keep going. If you do this exercise, let me know how it goes. Send me an email at hello at pagewoman.com or DM me on Instagram at lifecoachpageb and let me know. I would love to hear if y'all did my totally professional but made up (laughs) touch and setting exercise and how it went. 
All right, that's it for today's episode. I hope you love this one and you do this exercise and it has you set up on the right foot for hitting your goal in 2024. If you love this, share it, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a rating, a review, let us know what you love and so that other people can find the podcast. That totally helps the algorithm and it helps people just like you who want to lose weight and make money and have this awesome podcast to listen to as well. All right, you all, I will see you not only next week, but next year. Bye.